Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So before I go into today's amazing episode with one of my amazing clients, Elizabeth, today is a special day and it's the last day that you can sign up for the female fat loss program that starts on Monday, the 10th of April. So this is the biggest intake of 2023. It's the biggest intake of the female fat loss program since it started. It's going to be bigger, better, stronger faster than everything else i'm talking to you if you've tried every diet under the sun you've been scammed out of the fitness industry maybe you've tried coaching before and it's felt like a scam or you've just got a generic meal plan maybe you're wary of being another program but this different and the difference between this program is it's been designed by previous clients so that you get the formula and the success that they have had that's brought to you because that feeling of when you think that you're always failing that you're never gonna be the right time, that you're trying to break that diet starts Monday cycle. If this sounds like you, the female fat loss program is for you. So what does it involve? It involves a program that is tailored for you that can be done either at home or in the gym. The gym workouts are anywhere between 30 minutes to 45 minutes. The home workouts are dumbbell workouts. If you have those or kettlebell workouts that are last for about 30 minutes and it's two or three times a day or the option of a four day program as well. The nutrition is completely tailored to you with a calorie calculator will give you your own tailored macros. It would also, you have recipe books there as well. You have a frequently asked questions document and you have accountability from myself and you have accountability from everyone else in the Facebook group. Your check-ins will be tailored to you each week where you check in and you'll get individualized programs and you'll get individualized feedback from me every week the facebook group is for like-minded individuals where you can share things ask questions and it's a safe place the amount of people that have signed up has blown my mind how many people are in this group and it's amazing to see and i'm excited to share what's happening so for eight weeks it's one euro 70 per day that equals 99 euro for nine for eight weeks you you're not going to get a cheaper program it's way too cheap I've spoken to my one-to-one clients and they say the one-to-one is too cheap. So this is a way for people to ease themselves in without breaking the bank and work with myself and get the best results and change their mindset because it is your mindset directing directing things at the minute. So if you're interested in working with me like Elizabeth, click on the link in the show notes. It closes tonight at 7 p.m. on the 5th of the 4th, 2023. So last chance saloon. If you sign up today, it is your last day. Anything after that, the link shuts down. So if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes and I hope you enjoy the episode with Elizabeth. Hey everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is a very special episode because it's one of my amazing clients coming on and I've worked with Elizabeth on and off now for a little while and I think this is a very different kind of journey. I think every client's journey is very, very different, but I think Elizabeth's is different in in our own unique way and i think it's important for elizabeth to be able to to um to talk about it so elizabeth thank you so much for coming on hi how are you thanks a minute are you nervous yeah a little bit <laughs> Don't be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for anyone who like give us a quick introduction of who you are and kind of why you got in touch um so i suppose i got in touch um probably about a year ago um, because I kind of, um, I suppose I've, in a few like times in my life, I've kind of hit like a few walls when it came to like, um, I, like my body and my like just weight loss and stuff like that. And I've just kind of felt like as if, you know, um, I've just felt stuck. And I think, um, I had been listening to a few podcasts and stuff and um, I heard you on Brian Keane's podcast and just like your approach to um, swimming clubs and stuff like that. It just um, kind of caught me. I was just like, I need this like kind of just like change in lifestyle um, compared to just like constantly doing diets and like restricting myself and um, feeling like I was like out of control. and. Um, yeah, so that's kind of I've just constantly been on a like a wheel of um, dieting really, and just constantly kind of, I suppose, um, like basically not treating my body with the respect it like deserved, and just um, constantly just yeah, 
yeah, just a an endless cycle of dieting really. Um, and was there yeah. was there was there a tipping point for you where you kind of like I actually need to go and get this sorted? Yeah, I like I genuinely think um it was last year because um I suppose last February or March um because I just like felt so like down and horrible in myself because I had lost like a um a good like noticeable bit of weight the year before and I felt great but at the same time there was still like something like um I was kind of looking at myself and I still wasn't happy and I was still like focused on the scales and every time it went up I used to just like freak out and just be like oh like you know it's it was just I just felt so out of control and like I was scared to eat and I nearly felt I felt a lot of food guilt no matter what I ate and like just felt like I had to have this perfect diet um in order to like maintain or get to like my ideal weight or like my perfect body and there was just so much more behind it that I didn't realize I was using my weight as like kind of a a thing that I thought I could control and and that it would solve like all my other problems and um I think before I started with you like I wrote I remember I wrote like this like journal entry I suppose I remember the fear like the fear I had because I felt like if this didn't work that like you know like I felt like my world was going to end, you know, that kind of way because it had come to such a boiling point that um, I put so much pressure on myself for so long to, like, lose weight. And, like, that eventually I was like, okay, this is it now. Like, Joe, this is where you need to go and, like, sort yourself out. And um, I didn't realise, I thought it was just going to be, like, like, two or three months of, like, fixing my eating habits and learning how to... Uh, lose weight sustainably but I think it was just so much more than that for me like this whole journey there's a lot there to dissect yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like I guess because I, I, I was I was kind of looking through kind of the check-ins the text messages before you kind of came on and the big thing for you was thinking that like weight loss was going to solve an awful lot of the yeah. issues and I remember our initial phone call it was kind of like are this going to be just a three month process of like, I'm going to be on calorie counting <laughs> and I'm just going to fix everything. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to hear that you're kind of like, no, that actually wasn't going to fix crap. It was, mm. there was a lot of stuff kind of going on. But one of the things there you mentioned, so there's two main things, which is kind of like, they felt a little bit out of control. And there was another thing of food guilt. Mm. So I kind of yeah. start with the out of control, but what do you mean when you're kind of saying that bit? I think I was just kind of, um, like basically on a roller coaster like feeling great about myself like some days and then I soon let's say like if I weighed myself that morning and if it was up or something then I would just feel like I just like you know it would set my mood for the whole day and I'd feel down for the whole day and I just wouldn't like basically like myself for that whole few days because I just feel like you know like a failure and that um yeah, that just like no matter what I did, it just wasn't working really. So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> do you see the? Do you see the kind of like the now that it's kind of like the scales wasn't what you wanted to go down it was more like yeah. the music. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like more like the you wanted to see validation for your efforts, and maybe you weren't getting yeah. those, but it wasn't actually yeah. the scales that you wanted to go down. Yeah. I think a lot of people can get caught up in that because, as you said, if mm. someone from a Slimming Club background, Aaron or Sharon, who's leading the, the group or whatever, is going to t- high-five you when you're down or mm. tut-tut when you're up and you're kind of like, yeah. piss off, Karen, will be one. Yeah. Um. So I, I think yeah. it's, to have that freedom for someone, I don't want this to sound condescending, but for someone so young, because you are quite young. You are young. Yeah. Not like old man river over here. Um, <laughs> Um, but I think one of the things that you mentioned was food chaos, and this was a big one. Yeah, this was ingrained yeah. in your heart. Massive. I felt like shaking yeah. like a tic tac at some stage, like a box. <laughs> I was like, "Let it go." Yeah. So um, what? Where I, did it come from? Because it was taught to you. Yeah, there's uh there's like when I look back, and even now, like I'm able to kind of identify with where it's like where it came from, 
and even still I still realize like where it's coming from so I suppose like from a young age I was kind of conscious of like my weight and of like food and just I'm very much a person who kind of takes in I think everyone kind of does but like I really take in a lot of what everyone around me is saying and more so like kind of value their like opinions whether like um over like my own knowledge basically so I think from a young age I was constantly like kind of listening to oh like you know too much bread like will make you fat like you know like stupid rules like that but they stuck with me for so long and like just like chocolate and sweets like you know like that I couldn't have them without someone being like oh there you go now you know like it was constantly I felt like the comments were just make like were so kind of apparent that even if they weren't said I was nearly saying them to myself um and I think it comes from a lot of things I think from I suppose being in school um just like my own like home background and stuff and then I think slimming clubs as well because I went to a few then from a young age which is looking back now was um never a good idea but um they like just kind of you like even thinking about it you just felt so restricted because you were just like told about that like having an extra like oh just like the most stupid rules like and I think regardless of me knowing deep down that they were probably not they were they were definitely not like actually accurate or true like they still stuck with me and caused me to kind of have no matter what I ate to have this certain amount of guilt that like oh I shouldn't be eating this and I couldn't really enjoy my food but with that it kind of pushed like it nearly caused me to kind of eat out more like eat more than I actually needed because it was just a constant cycle of like feeling guilty but then not being feeling like I couldn't control myself around food then um yeah so that's kind of in what particular types of food were they? I think there were kind of a couple of types of food that you were kind of... Yeah. Um, I think bread was a massive one. Um, like, bread is, like, one of my favourite foods. Well, it's funny with, like, with, with bread. Yeah. Bread, that rules, or that, that kind of belief. Yeah. Thing. I When people always ask, when say, they say it about bread, I always ask the questions, like, well, how much bread? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I was like, well, then, you don't know? Yeah. Like, it was just, like, because when I was younger, there was times where, like, I went off bread and I'd, like, drop, like, drastic amounts of weight, like, and because I was just basically not having carbohydrates, and obviously that's not sustainable, but um, I would think then that was the answer. So in my head, I was kind of demonizing that food. And, like, yeah, the same went for... Reinforcement of, like, right, if I take it yeah. this food, it's kind of like, well, I'm losing weight. So it's a, this must yeah. make me making me fat. But as soon as it shows yeah. it back in, it's kind of like going to the other extreme and it's gaining weight. So you're like, well, this must be causing the weight gain. It's not down yeah. to my total calories or my less of my reduction in activity. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that feeling with sugar and carbs and yeah. all the nice stuff. Yeah. Literally. Um, and yeah, just chocolate and sweets, I think where with chocolate mainly like it was just uh, like the more I told myself I couldn't have it or I didn't like Joe I wasn't allowed it or like I can't eat that because I'm the type of person that will just see by eating one bar will make me put on that extra pound that week um just made me want it like 10 times more um and again kind of would would kind of cause me to like eventually just kind of eat way more than I actually wanted in the first place because I kind of restricted myself for so long with it and I wasn't I felt like I couldn't control myself then when it came to like these foods that I thought in my head that I had to restrict in order for me to reach like certain weights or a certain goal um yeah what did you do to break that cycle that repetitive cycle that you had been <laughs> that's I think that cycle is where a lot of people are like it's whenever yeah. I have the, the initial welcome call with people, it's yeah, it's the big thing. It's like, well, I can't have this in the house. I'm kind of like, yeah. you can't have it in the house, yeah, because the food is in control. It's not you in control, and that's the, when yeah. people when that lands for people, it's kind of like, say, like, hang on, I'm actually giving away so much of my thought mm. process to 
yeah. food. This food is literally doing nothing. It's yeah. just sitting there on my press. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was really just like kind of allowing myself to, like you in your plans would always say, like, have you had um, chocolate or crisps today? And like for a while, like I could, I was like, God, this can't be right. Like, kind of like, yeah. I was like, it's protein bar count because I was like, trying to get my, <laughs> yeah. you were like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, like I just couldn't really understand it. But see, then the more you had it, like the more you're like, actually, there were some days I was like, I don't really want this. Like, Joe, and because you'd allowed yourself to have it so, like, Joe, like a, like a Freddo bar or whatever it is, like dark chocolate, like, and you really look forward to it, then at the end of the day, like, you know, like, or else whenever time after lunch, like, you know with a cup of tea or something and like Joe, you, know, you actually learn to really just enjoy it sit down and enjoy it and like feck what anyone else says because it's not something it's something to be enjoyed and like I think that's the way I look at it now and I feel like you know I know now myself when I actually really want it rather than like oh my god it's there in front of me like I need to have it like or you know like now I actually know I can I have more of a cue where I'm like oh I actually would love a bit of chocolate right now and I'll just have it because the more I restrict it the more I'm going to kind of cause myself to just go on that spiral again of um just going out of control with it and yeah it's just not worth it um because it's just yeah it's just a piece of food at the end of the day and I think um it's funny like when I started with you like even just to change my vocabulary, like just like good and bad foods. And I was just like, it, it was so ingrained in me. Like it was just like, oh, that's really bad for you. Or like, you know, like, oh, that's great food for you. Like, that's good. Like there was just like treats and like different things like that. And then just taking that away and like, just like, oh, it's just food. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like obviously some have better nutritional values than other, but like it just, it's taking that power away from it. Like, gave me so much freedom and now even like when I hear and I see other people talking in that manner it does make me feel so sorry for them because like I feel for them like you know because and I'm not saying I don't have like my bad days but like it's just so much more controllable than it was um back then because when I had those days I would just restrict whereas now I'm just like oh just you know have your good food uh, your good foods you there go um have like a nice meal or whatever and just kind of um yeah like you know, you'll come back to yourself again so yeah yeah i think once that landed for you that like one meal is not gonna or one bar or an extra couple of hours here or there you're not gonna spiral anything or whatever it was but the main reason yeah. why those things were happening was because one there was probably restriction two probably not eating enough during the day and three there was this mm. kind of kind of like an emotional need not being met and that's where generally yeah. what an awful lot of people it's like most people are stress anxiousness yeah. loneliness yeah. those kind of sadness kind of things a lot of people are struggling unfortunately, mm. at the minute yeah and as you said there are a lot of people that are probably be listening to this and kind of saying right elizabeth is talking as if she's in my head because yeah. what you just said you're kind of looking like I hear it every day from clients and I hear it from every day from people and Shane give me advice and I'm like, I'm like no I'm not giving you yeah. advice because you're not going to listen yeah. to it there's a, there's a lot yeah. of this, a lot of stuff that we have around food is so deep rooted and it's actually not the mm -hmm. food what the issue is it's how we see ourselves yeah that's it yeah and there's an amazing yeah. book that that I'd recommend whoever this is is called food therapy by Pixie Turner Pixie was on the podcast twice and mm. I remember talking to one of your friends who literally just finished working with me this week. And when she heard the episode of Pixie, like her head just went, oh my God, she's talking to me. So I think mm. food, the, the, the book Food Therapy, I'd highly recommend people to, to kind of read. Um, how do you feel now when you potentially overeat on those kind of foods or overeat in general? Because we all overeat. Like there's no, yeah. there's no two ways around it. Like, um how do you watch um, yourself now i think like i feel like now especially um i found for a while just kind of um going out for food i used to dread it like when the girls used to ask to go out for food i was like er, yeah. i was like i don't want to go like you know i was like it's just like i'm doing so well and i feel like as, as soon as i go for a meal it's just going to throw everything out of sync and I used to be just so petrified of it but like 
like then if I was at the meal I'd be like oh like Joe I guess you would feel a bit of like lack of control again because I'd been like so worried about it and then I was like okay might as well go like hell for letter now since like you know I'm out but like now I think I'm just like no like I think it's like it's not the food I like, don't you know, enjoy the time with the friends and looking back now it makes me so sad that I used to be like nearly saying no to going out for food or going for things in fear of not being able to like count calories or stay in that kind of calorie deficit for the day do you know it's and obviously but now like I'll just go and I'll have and I'll, I'll know exactly I'm like I'm not really that hungry so I'm just gonna have like Joe if I want a big pizza I'll go for the pizza like whereas if you know it's nothing I, it just feels so liberating now just being able to go and then just enjoy the moment without having to think about oh well this is going to this is going to stall my progress because it won't because you know if you just let it be and don't put so much pressure on yourself you just need to trust yourself and just know that like you don't you don't earn this food you can just have it and enjoy the time with your family and friends and just let it be and then tomorrow go for a walk like get just have a normal day and like like in a few days time you won't even think about it like it's not going to end your world if you enjoy a meal out with friends it's just going to make it better because you have so much more like nice memories to look back and like you had some lovely food and that's just the way to look at it um because it's just it's not worth it it'll put you in a very dark place if you start kind of just constantly focusing on like focusing on how like the restrictions um you'll just you'll just be in an endless cycle and it's just not a nice place to be in if you were to say something to yourself, if you were say if you were to like write a letter to yourself from the very beginning when we first started, what would you do, or what would you say to yourself? Oh God, <laughs> um, I suppose it's. Uh, I think it's just. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> I think it's just I think to believe in myself that um that I can kind of enjoy my life again without having to constantly think that the weight is the weight is the contributor of everything like that it's the controller but it's not like that I can get over all these uh food rules I had and food guilt and I can actually just learn to love myself for where I am and not not constantly have to think I have to change to be to be loved by my family and friends or to be accepted and to actually just accept myself that like like if you do the work and you just do it from a good place that like that's all that that matters at the end that um that you do without a place of love rather than a place of hate because you're never going to get you're never going to get the results you actually want and dream of if you just um keep on doing it out of a place of self-hatred um so yeah just to kind of believe in yourself that you can do so much more um than you think you can do so yeah i think that's <laughs> good answer and i think yeah because we've worked hard in self-compassion yeah I've nearly hit you with the self-compassion stick several times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's amazing to see that that's the, where you're at right now in relation mm. to your headspace. And like, that would be the one thing that you kind of say to yourself one year ago. It'll be like, stop, mm. hate, stop change, trying to change yourself out of hate. And mm. I say it to other clients. And I remember the conversation with you and saying it to you is like, we're not really in a position to lose weight. No. <laughs> And you're I'm like, so angry. Hang on. What? That's not what I'm paying you for. Yeah. I'm so angry. I know I'm you like, were. It took you about yeah. uh, a week to come back to me. I was like, wow, this is escalated. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, I, I think that was like maybe, that was early on. That was like within the first month, two, three weeks. 
And I remember your reaction. It was kind of like you went a little bit silent. I was like, I've obviously said something that she didn't want to hear, but yeah, yeah. And would you would you say that was the right call, or would you say that it was maybe needed to word be worded differently? No, I think it was because, like, it, no matter how much weight I lost, it it wasn't going to solve any of my problems. So, like, it was the best call because, like, I've been at it, like, like I've said before, like, I I have been at it, like, my lightest weight, and I was absolutely miserable. Like, I was miserable because all I wanted to do was lose more, and I was just never happy. And, like, I look back at photos of myself, and I'm like, she is so consumed in her head that like she couldn't even enjoy where she was at like as in like Joe like she was enjoying the compliments and stuff but like that's all because then she was still like oh I need to go more I need to lose more and I'm like I still wasn't accepting myself for where I was there and whereas now like I like I'm in it like my my mind's my goals and my mind my mindset has just completely shifted and it's just like it's not about weight loss if it comes great but like I'm not like the scales it just like I will not give it the power again because like there was times where I had lost weight and I was calorie counting and I was like the food guilt and I was going to play a match and I wouldn't have the energy and I was just like I was getting knocked over by you know, really small people on the field because I didn't have my strength anymore. Like, you know, there was things that I was like, oh, like, this isn't worth it. Like, whereas now, like, I have energy. I'm feeling my, like, I'm fueling myself, like, you know, because I'm like, I actually don't. Because it got to a point where I was like, I'm so miserable. I'm constantly consumed about the thoughts of food. And I was like, I just, I don't have the energy for this anymore. But I just kind of like started to eventually just shift my mindset and be like just give your body what it needs and trust yourself that you know what your body needs and eventually like like I've everything started to become more regulated and I'm not like it, it's so relieving not having to constantly think about food because the more you restrict it the more you're going to think about it it's just the way it goes and like if I thought about food like I used to be just beat myself up whereas now I'm like okay I'm just going to eat something then if that's the case like you know because clearly maybe my body needs it like and I have so much more energy now to do to do things and go for walks play matches meet my friends and I'm in a way better mood um majority of the time and like that's that to me is worth so much more than um reaching a certain weight on the on the scales or being able to you know like reach a certain size and clothing it's just not it's it, there's no comparison um because it like I just feel so much more better on the inside um now than I did when you know I thought I I looked my best and like felt my best but whereas now I feel like I just the mindset is just completely different Funny what you said there about the kind of looking back at the photo and saying, well, mm. that person was so consumed. Mm, yeah. Thinking that. Like, she, yeah. She, she couldn't enjoy me without her friends. Like, she was like, oh, no, like, I don't want to go for people. Like, or, like, you know, it, it was, like, constantly picking at, like, flaws and stuff. Whereas now I'm, like, I just, I'm, I'm so, like, like, obviously I do have my down days, but. Everyone does. I do. don't. Yeah, that's it. Like, but I'd rather kind of switch my focus to focusing on something like a healthy goal, like as in building strength and um, just kind of just a lot more healthier goals than um, just, yeah, scales really and getting as small as I can be because that's just never going to um, end well or, yeah, so... You said you were angry with me when I said the girl can't be ready to lose weight. Why were you so yeah. angry? Because I suppose I was just in the focus of like that was that was like if if I reached that like you know if I got if I lost weight like then that would like solve my problems like because that's how much weight I was putting on losing weight was like okay so when I lose weight like so I can go. Um, do this so I can um, 
so I can go traveling I can apply for that like course I want there like you know I can uh, start putting up like Instagram photos of myself by myself so I kind of way like it was stuff like that like like so many goals that I just like I couldn't go for them until I had lost more weight like I lost and got to my goal weight basically and I kind of was just like when you said that I was like hold on like that's not my plan like you know and I think it was just like I didn't realize how much stuff I had to kind of go through and deal with before I could even think about losing weight um and I, but like now it's even just like even if I it's just the value of everything else above weight now is just of losing weight is just it's like it's it's just unbelievable um because like your body is constantly going to change like that's the thing I think women need to realize that and I've seen it so much like it's just you're not going to be able to get back to the weight you were at 16 like let it go like get rid of the dresses like just don't do it yourself because you were a completely different person than you are now like and I know myself I've been there like it's just you constantly think you're gonna get back to the weight you were when you were 21 or get back to the way you were when you're 17 and like it's just like no you're there's so much as a woman like your body's just constantly changing there's things happening like feed feed your body like you know like for fuel it because you're doing it so much more harm trying to restrict yourself and hating your body and trying to like lose weight just to to look and feel better when like you just need to actually be fueling it and protecting it really and nurturing it um out of a place of love rather than a place of you know, hate basically i think that's going to hit home for an awful lot of people i hope yeah i think for, for, for you to have it like if people had heard the conversations that Liz and i had had probably even six months ago seven months ago I don't think you would have said what you've said now. Something mm-hmm. just clicked for you November time, October time. Something just clicked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Something just clicked for you. It's kind of like there was an awful lot of work that we did, inner work that yeah. we did. And I just almost like, I don't know, I'm going to sound cheesy here, but everything just aligned. Yeah. And like it was like a jigsaw being put together. We kind of yeah. started with everyone starts with a jigsaw on the outside and kind of built in and mm. everything's kind of fitting together now, which is amazing to see. I remember one thing you said to me about the training side of things, because this what you mentioned yeah. that like, kind of feeling your the GAA yeah. as a massive yeah. part of, in your family. It's a, yeah. a massive thing. And um, but one of the things you had said to me a little while ago was how do I get to enjoy training again? Mm. Yeah. Can you explain what you mean by that? Was it a way of seeing it as a way of portrait yeah. or was it what was it? Um, so I think, I think for me, like I've always loved my walks and stuff, but when it comes to the gym and strength training and different things like that, it's always kind of been a mental block there because I think a lot of like anxiety surrounds it and just different, like feeling like I'm not a gym person. Like you kind of nearly convince yourself to not go like so much times before you actually go. Um, but yeah, for me oh god when I started like I've kind of been dipping in and out of the gym and um I started kind of early morning training there I suppose end of January really and at the start like oh the mornings I just like I was so miserable like I hated it and I remember saying to you like I how am I meant to enjoy this more like how do people enjoy it but the more I kind of you just need to really just give it a few weeks and just to kind of Never mind the actual kind of feeling of it, like more like seeing seeing your weights like go up is like so good because you feel yourself kind of getting stronger and you feel a bit like you feel a bit more defined and just muscle and that's such a good feeling. Um, and but for me though, it was like after training because like getting up in the morning, I was like, oh, I really, really don't want to go. Like, you know, like I'd nearly think of ten million excuses not to go but just go and just get there and as soon as you start like it's not as bad and you kind of get in your zone and then like after it's like that drive home where you're just kind of like you just feel like a new person kind of a thing like because you're such a kind of a it's so good for your for your just for your mind to kind of release all that kind of 
tension and stuff and you just feel you literally feel like a completely different person than you did before the session um and it's just so good for that to just do don't focus it on it for like don't focus on the goal for like your body obviously that's great and all but do it for yourself and do it for your mind and keeping your mind healthy and just and all the other stuff will come and it's great when they come but it's just because you will realize over the few weeks that you'll just be in such better mood you'll have more energy to do things and I think for me that's priceless compared to compared to whatever body composition goals like you reach you've voiced there's two things you said there that I think are hugely important that you've changed the outcome of training from a fat loss goal as a way to look look better and then you changed it to a process of getting stronger and looking after yourself like that's that's huge yeah because a lot lot too many people will will focus on oh it's going to make me look better or it's going to make me look slimmer or thinner whatever Mm. and that's all well and good if that's what your goal is what cost does that come at and i think there is yeah there is a cost for yeah. being lean all year round for an awful lot of people. Yeah. It's not as all it's Big cracked time. up to be. Like no. it's it's definitely not. I no. enjoy ice cream too much, so it's definitely not. Yeah. Um yeah. but you've also changed again, too. Yeah. you've also changed looking after your mental health. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, because I think if you're kind of again going at it out of a place of like how you just want to change your body, then it's just it's it's not it's not it's never gonna solve anything because you're still going to want as soon as you reach that goal you're still going to want to be like oh I want this now I want like you're you're still going to be nitpicking no matter what 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 way your body is looking I think you're constantly going to find those things so you just kind of just get to a level of content where you are now for the most part obviously again some days you're not going to be completely happy but get to a level of content of where you are with your body now and just like what your body can do more so than like what way your body looks and if you just change that outlook you will just you will relieve yourself of so much like pressure to look a certain way because it can really consume you and I think it's just more so feeling better because like there's no point of looking unbelievable on the outside if you feel like shit on the inside and I think that's what it really comes down to for me because I think I got to a stage where I was like, oh, I'm actually so sick of this. Like, you know, I was just so sick of kind of my own shit of just being like, um, feeling shit on the inside, regardless of what I was doing um, to try and um, fix it on the outside, really. So you mentioned another thing there about kind of the once you kind of gave it a kind of couple of weeks, you started to get that momentum and that kind of. Mm, motivation yeah. seemed to increase i think an awful lot of yeah. people can think that it's just motivation is just going to arrive no <laughs> no i think we all we've all been there yeah i'm not going to no. sit here and say i haven't been there but yeah. i think it's one of the things there is like you said no yeah try this out see how we go and yeah. if this doesn't work out we can figure out some other avenue yeah. what you can enjoy but i think you enjoy that kind of team things a little bit because i think there's a little bit of a competitive streak in you as well yeah um sometimes too much but that's that's different talk um (laughs) but i think it's important for you to have that kind of um support and kind of that kind of competitive nature around you as well yeah but it's interesting to see that you kind of gave it a few weeks rather than kind of letting fear is kind of direct you you were like no no, i'm actually yeah. gonna give this a bit of a chance because i've given up on yeah. everything else that i wanted to do yeah um one of the big kind of fears and this is kind of like one of the last questions i'm gonna ask one of the big fears was about kind of what other people were thinking about your eating and stuff oh god yeah yeah um okay. yeah because i know you were over in the states, the states <laughs> at a camp oh. <laughs> so elizabeth is a singer and I'm not going to get Elizabeth to give us a few bars, but I might. Um, she won't do it. Um, no. <laughs> but when you were over at a camp uh, over in the States, and I remember there was a few conversations about kind of like oh, comments yeah. other people were saying. I guarantee yeah. those people have never ever said, heard, thought about those things ever again. Yeah. So can you yeah. talk about that a little bit more? I think there was a few instances um, I found because 
it was kind of you were kind of in a food hall situation so for anyone who doesn't like eating around people it's probably your worst nightmare because it's kind of a buffet style and you can pick what you want but Sounds like yeah it was great um but you're kind of sitting across people and they're all kind of looking at what everyone else is eating and like for me that's like that was my worst nightmare um i remember one day like um i got like a plate of watermelon and like i love my fruit like and this girl it was a bad day for her to come in, but i swear to god if there was a day i i i could have either I I could have got very angry or else I could have just burst out in tears because she was just she just commented on the volume of it and I was just like would you ever just go like and I I think that was kind of my like tipping point of like starting to look at kind of why I got so kind of triggered by people commenting on my like food portions or like why because yeah it was just so I think from there I was like I'm so sick of caring about what other people think because you know like it first of all I don't think it like anyone should be commenting on what anyone is like eating but like agreed it's just yeah it's just completely unnecessary but um yeah I think for me it was just that start like of because even if someone didn't say anything about my food, like, or like I would be kind of constructing those thoughts in my head about like what they're thinking of me eating this like slice of pizza or what they're thinking of me, um, like eating this chocolate. And I realized like how many years I've been doing that. And I didn't realize I was doing that for so long. And I was afraid to eat in front of people because in my head, I was like, Oh, this is, this is, they're thinking this, like that I'm this is the way I am and I am at the weight I am is because I eat food like this and that was like a constant thread of thought that was constantly going on in my head every time I ate around people um so yeah it was basically this massive fear of what everyone else was thinking even if they didn't say anything I was constructing their um thought process in my head and again it was just over consuming and it was just it was really making me quite miserable um and I think I suppose when I came back from traveling I kind of really had to look at it and it took me a while to um to kind of combat it but I think I was just like I think I just got to again a tipping point where I was just like I'm so done with like consuming my mind with the thoughts of everyone else because it's never going to end well it's always going to make me feel like it's it's always going to make me feel miserable um so it didn't just spread from food like it just spread into everything so just kind of noticing that and trying to tackle that and why I cared so much now is helping me kind of do things for me rather than out of the top process of like everyone else because you're never going to know what they're thinking truly thinking and it's probably a lot better than you think it is so it's just beginning to tackle that was probably one of the best things because it just it wasn't just with the food it tipped into everything in my life and to start to actually do things that I want just out of pure want for me rather than thinking oh that person is going to say this if I do this and just actually like no this is what I want to do and that's it that's the most important thing and it's still a work in progress but it's 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 really it's really been quite liberating for me this year um, trying to kind of tackle my not caring what anyone else thinks um, and yeah so yeah that's kind of that is I remember when you were talking about going to the camp it's like <laughs> the fear was fear was high <laughs> fear was high but yeah. I remember I genuinely think it was probably the best thing you ever did yeah big time. I think it gave you the because, confidence yeah. around your singing Oh yeah. And from yeah. what I've heard from your friend who I've worked with, <laughs> you're a very talented singer. Yeah. Um but also addressing those things. So I don't think it you were you were you were pushed into an environment that made you uncomfortable. Yeah. And you could either face it or you could run away yeah. from it. And there was times yeah. you ran away, which was completely understandable. Yeah. But when you faced the things that were fearing you, you were like, hang on, this isn't actually that big mm-hmm. a deal. 
or I'm actually yeah. taking, because you've mentioned control a few times at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but as you said, it wasn't the food that was the issue, the comments that was yeah. the issue. It was looking for social acceptance. And yeah. even if I remember saying to you an awful lot, if everyone, if seven or eight billion people on this earth turned around, and you said, Elizabeth's amazing. Elizabeth wasn't mm-hmm. going to believe her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, camp was a massive thing for me because I think you kind of, my tendency was to always run from problems in the past, like as in, if something was bothering me, I would just run. Like as in, I would just, I would just kind of you were good hide from it basically. Yeah, I was very good at that. Um, but then when I was at the camp, I think I was confronted with so many of, like I suppose, my insecurities and things that caused me anxiety that I thought I'd be fine. Um, and I kind of been um, dodging them for a while. We're all like right in front of me and I couldn't escape them. So I think it was then I was like, I really just need to deal with these things. I can't really run from them um, anymore or else I'm just going to constantly be in an, on a roundabout, just going around and around and like um, never kind of being truly happy with myself. So if I don't like start working on these things. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, that's, there was a lot in it. So um, yeah, there's <laughs> I a lot think of, it'd be like- another podcast episode if i went into my camp traumas so no but i think like you face so many of the things like i remember constantly saying to you is like every time you've actually faced something something positive has come out the other side on the other side every time you've ran away from something it just ruminates and ruins your day yeah yeah and i i I would say you were like shut up shane yeah big time yeah yeah like sometimes Um, clients tell me to shut up it's actually kind of funny when they do yeah. I actually get a weird kick out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it means, um, yeah, but I think it, it's amazing to see the the changes because you've addressed your fears, because you've yeah. left that control. Because yeah. you've actually what does Elizabeth need? Like those three questions exactly. or three statements are like the biggest thing. Like what does Elizabeth need? What does Elizabeth want to do? What does Elizabeth mm. need to do? Yeah. And yeah. look at you now. And it's the same with your friend that we're talking about as well like the theories are very yeah. similar mm, yeah um different um, stories but very similar yeah yeah that's it i think it's letting go of it's really just putting yourself first because i know I, I feel like a lot of people sometimes the hardest thing to do is put yourself first because in you feel like i think for me it was causing other people the fear of causing other people kind of upset or harm that held me back a lot. Um, but in fact, it was actually, and it was like calling some people out and stuff as well. Like it was the fear of like hurting them held me back so much. Whereas if you just go for it and start kind of making those small steps, um, you build your confidence in doing those things and actually believing in yourself that you can kind of overcome those like small little things that, you don't realize the negative impact they're having on you. They mightn't be affecting that person at all, but they're having like a profound effect on you. So you like just taking that first step to tackling the smallest, the smallest task or something that's been bothering you so much um, can make such a difference. And I feel like now it's really like helped me kind of start to go for things that used to scare me a year ago. I wouldn't even dream of going for them or even, you wouldn't it's, do this because then no no not a hope like even like this now i was like oh geez what if anyone but i'm like no this is my truth like it's it's not no one can deny me this like so no one can tell me i'm wrong because this is what i've lived through so like i was just like no i actually want to do this i don't really I like care that, if anyone like comes back to me like I, huh? like I like that reframe of no one can tell me i'm wrong because this is how i'm feeling <laughs> yeah yeah literally that's like, that's a nice way to put it yeah correct but it's the truth it's like no one tell me i'm wrong yeah actually i felt this is my journey this is my this is my truth this is my story um thank you for sharing it as i know there's been many highs and there's been many lows there's definitely been more highs um there has been tears yeah there have been now we just have to get the phone out of your hand on nights oh 
There's still some things we're working on. <laughs> we'll get there. No one's perfect. <laughs> Work in progress. Sometimes we'll get the phone out of your hand. Um, one day. Elizabeth, thank you so yeah. much for, for coming on and kind of sharing your story. And thank you for... Yeah, I'm excited to see where you go now because I think that the, the hard work is done now. It's just kind of like the step by step progress and kind of just doing what you can. I think the the, the food diary thing seems to be helping you a lot of kind of, mm. and we're not even really counting calories. We're, not, we're only focusing mm. on regular meals, yeah. trying to get some sleep still up for discussion. Mm. Um, <laughs> and just training when you can, I think. Yeah. And, protecting yourself for your mental health which is the walking so yeah those three or four things may sound too simple and too unsexy for a lot of people because they want the the meal plan they want to get away from the suffering a lot of people think diet losing weight means suffering but Elizabeth's now in in the space now that she wants to and is able to and feels like she wants to try and lose weight and we're we're going at our own pace we're we're doing really really well but the biggest thing is if it's too if it's too much for Elizabeth to be kind of take a step back and then we kind of just focus back on the habits. And I think you have that awareness now when it's getting too much for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. Um, but Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Massive thank you to Elizabeth for coming on to the podcast and sharing that really open raw episode. And I'm over the moon with how many changes has happened, the mindset and also how open and honest that was and how, we we had a conversation and it flowed and I want to say a massive thank you to Elizabeth because it's not easy to come on to this and have a chat. So if you want results like Elizabeth or the mindset changes and you're willing to get a little bit uncomfortable and you want those results, that mindset, the food freedom, the female fat loss program or even work with me to one-to-one. -one. But the last chance is 7 o'clock this evening to click on the link in the show notes on the 5th of the 4th, 2023 and you'll get your program on by Thursday or Friday and you will start on the 10th so you'll be looked after we'll get rid of that food guilt we'll get rid of all those all or nothing mindset break that slimming club background and get away from the being ruled by the scales and your actions so if you're interested click on the link in the show notes and i will talk to you very soon